Hello, good evening and welcome to the latest episode of Magicast. I'm your host Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode 242. It's been about 10 days since our last podcast. A lot of stuff has happened in Italian football and for Roma. And we are recording on a Tuesday evening, a day after uh, Roma went to Salerno and almost did their best to throw it away, but 1-2-1 against Salerno and puts Roma into the top five. Didn't think I'd be saying that in the in the latter part of January in 2024. But Daniele De Rossi has done something that Jose Mourinho couldn't do. And that's beat Hellas Verona and Salon Natana. That's where I drop the mic and leave it there. Uh, with me tonight, I've got Joey. How are you, Joey? I'm good, Scott. I just want to say when you mentioned that we're fifth, I would say certainly uh, now would be a good time to say the famous saying of stop the count. Uh, because we're first in coefficient and we're fifth place. So that would mean uh, Champions League football right now. So if it were up to me, I'd stop the rest of the season and you're... Void the season. Yeah. Void it. COVID is happening again. Void. <laughs> no, I'm jo- I am joking. Do not void the season. <laughs> uh, no, that's that was a joke from about three years ago. Um, <laughs> well, just something happened where the, the rest of the season's voided and same with Europe and Roma would be back in Champions League. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm doing well, Scott. A nice win yesterday, which we'll get into. And uh, how about you? How are you doing? Yeah, all good, all good. Um, I've done a bit of reading. Uh, I had two articles go live on uh, BTL last week, which caught some traction. Thank you to Zach on that one. I am. Uh, he's asked me to write about a player for Lecce, and that will come out. Actually, I will write that tomorrow. I've been putting that off because I've been busy with work and stuff like that. So that was quite nice. Can't reveal uh, the player? I, I will reveal to you off pod. Oh, okay. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. Uh, oh. But Lecce have been doing quite... They they had a good start, but he... I think he's the bright spark. That I'll leave it that. But no, Swindon won at the weekend, which is quite good. Uh, England won in the cricket. So any cricket fans who listen to the pod, that was quite fun. Uh, England winning in India. I played some football manager, did some simulations with saves. I've decided to start a Benfica save, but they haven't done the updates. And Marcus Leonardo is still at Santosh. So he scored again, you- by the way. He did three goals in eighty-three minutes. I did see. Yep. Um, regret. So, if anyone does play a simulated football game, i.e., Football Manager, Portugal is a fun league to do. Um, I did some simulations of saves with a tactic that I downloaded at Lyon, where I finished second. Athletic Club, where I finished fifth but won the Copa del Rey. Uh, Dynamo Zagreb, because I was going to plan to do a save in, in Croatia, and then I finished first. I think I won their domestic cup. But it's just where you go on holiday. You set out your tactics and you pin players in. So I did that. Um, but I have started a proper save with Benfica, and um, the club is, like, horrifically in debt, like 415 million euros in debt. But it's a fun oh save. God. But you've got good players there. You've got Xiao Neves. Uh, Orkan Kokshlu, the mid- Turkish midfielder who was at Feyenoord. Davin Neres, 
Angel Di Maria. But yeah, it's fun. It's fun. But I watched a couple of games at Serie A this weekend. I watched probably one of the worst games of football I've ever seen in my life. The Boar Fest. Oh, fucking hell. It was one of the worst games of football I've ever seen. I thank God I missed this, Scott, when you were keeping me updated on the Napoli-Lazio game. For people who don't know, we're talking about <laughs> Mazzari uh, would do Mourinho proud with the uh, <laughs> with that expected goals that we was, that they had. It, I saw reports it was 0.14 or 0.17. They did not have a shot on on target. Apparently, there was one shot on target all game, which was a shot from Tati Castellanos, which was sort of blocked by um, Ostergaard, and that was it. But doesn't Nothing the shot happened. on target require to hit the, the keeper or the hit the net? If it gets blocked, it's not... Con- I don't know if it's considered on target. I don't know. Does, does Graham's penalty from last night count as on target? Uh, oh, good question. Because <laughs> that, that was Roma. That was Roma. They only... Like, uh, did Roma only have two shots on target? Yesterday? Yeah, they did. Uh, the Bala and Pellegrini. Yeah, so it does count. Um, yeah. Should we talk about yesterday's game? First half was pretty much Roma with a lot of possession, playing the, a high line, which Paolo Fonseca would be totally proud of. Um, <laughs> he would be. Um this asymmetric four three two one formation with one wing back high, one wing back in a defensive position, a defensive midfielder in Bove slash Cristante, Pellegrini high up, and then Cristante a little bit defensive. One wing back, sorry, one winger high, and Dabala playing centrally. It was quite fun to watch last week, but it was it became a bit of a muddle this week because Sanatana sat in a low block, a low defensive line with five. And when they attacked, they attacked with with pace and they caused Roma problems, but it was a penalty. Sanatana probably felt they could have had one. The one on Candreva, I almost spat out my drink and laughed where it, it, Lorente sort of just, brushed his hand on his back and he went down so quick but Joey ugly win a win is a win in the style and the context of it it was a much needed win because Roma's I want to say Champions League contenders some of them have dropped points and it gives them a good position going into next Monday's game that fourth position is just just in their fingertips but it's still early days. Yeah, we're we're slowly creeping in on it. We have a uh, good run of schedule coming up with uh, two out of our next three Serie A games being very winnable, starting with Cagliari at home. But going to the game, very ugly win. I mean, that first half definitely reminded me of Luis Enrique vibes. Um, oh all the ball God, at your feet, yeah. but nothing, doing nothing with it. But the Rossi knows, uh, and he owns up to those mistakes. He knows where the problem is he knows what i don't know if they can correct it but he's gonna try to correct them it's not as if he's oblivious to the issue and look i i know you mentioned what you said about um Mourinho at the beginning which yeah he had it. obviously he has his faults too 
but this team isn't going to change overnight. It's still the same players. It's just one man is different while one staff is different. So Roma will still show their limitations. They will still um, struggle to to obviously build up wide because they try to go wide because Salernitana really played a low block. I don't think they gave up much centrally. Um, so it was it was extremely tough uh, to get this win. And look, I I won't give uh, any discredit to Salernitana. I thought they played well and. People need to watch the games to maybe understand what I'm about to say for Salernitana. But if you watch their home games against every single opponent, I think besides Inter, they have given a lot of problems uh, in the league. Uh, they the have beaten Lazio. They beat Lazio. They beat Lazio. They tied Milan. And they even had a lead and gave trouble to Juventus who won it late. Those are three three of the bigger teams. They, they give a lot of problems to teams at home. Away is a different story. At home, they give a lot of trouble. And I've watched their games against some of the bigger teams, and sometimes I'll just try to catch them in the regulation battle, and they really give them a tough time, especially the big teams. The smaller teams is where they seem to drop off, kind of like Roma played to their opponent, with same Salernitana. So I'm, yes, we absolutely um, were projected to win, and we should win this game, and no, a draw would have been a bad result, no matter how well Salini Tana, like I was mentioning, do well at home against the bigger team because it is the bottom side. But on Roma, I mean, you mentioned it perfectly how De Rossi wants to play one wing back, one uh, fullback up, one stays a bit more. I think he's limited by uh, Christensen, especially playing on his offside. So yep, we'll see on the left. On the left, we'll see once Spinazzola returns because he was able to burst forward. And when we talk about the new player we signed today in. Uh, Angelino, I'll try to <laughs> say very it. Hellenic, very yeah. Hellenic way of saying it. Um, when we see how he uh, how he does, how they maybe adapt to it, because for me, Karzorp is obviously the more offensive one between the the two that were playing yesterday. And since DiBala tucks in a lot because he's more useful centrally than out wide, I mean that's what's sort of making most sense with, with Roma. But Roma need to discover themselves now under the Rossi. They need to find ways and discover um, what's good for them and what's going to work. Clearly what they did yesterday did not work. At least I, at least the Rossi, and I'm sure the players know, like they, they can't be playing that way. It's too slow. I, I get you have all the possession. We went from playing, you know, 20 to what, 35, 40% possession a game to now we're playing upwards of, uh, at least 60, 65 in total. In that first half, we had over 70% of the ball. 72% possession at halftime yesterday. There there you go. So it's a totally different way of playing. So it's going to be growing pains. The players are going to have to obviously adjust. They're going to have to know what works best for them. There's certain things that work, certain players that work, and certain things that don't. You know, De Rossi is going to have to see who's going to actually fit well in this, who may not. So... Uh, there's obviously a lot of questions going forward, but having a game like Salernitana where you can not play your best and win, having Cagliari coming up um, is is perfect, and having Verona the week before is is perfect for De Rossi. He can see um, as of next week we should have you know at least Paredes back, and we'll see uh, the new left back. How 
we can manage to maybe improve as a team and, you know, get the wins obviously more comfortably. Um, give you an example of players who can maybe thrive under the Rossi when you use more possession is somebody like Awar. Now we get to see yes. Awar in a team that has way more possession than because than without. Because Awar, uh, Scott, he out of possession, him and Paredes out of possession, they're not great players. They're players that like to have the ball all the time. That's what makes them show their, their strengths. And by not having the ball, to me, shows their weakness. And we'll see with even Cristante. Scott, you know what? I might be both saying this. At least with the ball at her feet, if we're going to have it that long, I'll be honest, I think Paredes might suit better than Cristante. Uh, at least with the ball at, at her feet. Uh, I'm much more comfortable with him holding on to the ball than Cristante. I, I don't know. I, I struggle... I struggle with seeing Cristante holding the ball very well uh, compared to Paredes. So, well, who knows? Maybe Paredes will thrive a little better under um, under De Rossi. And maybe Cristante was thriving better under Mourinho because he's, to me, he's better not having the ball Cristante than having it. He's good at making like a long-range pass. I get it. But just holding on to the ball and being neat and tidy, I, I don't know. I don't see that out of Cristante. Uh, I see I'm just much more comfortable with Paredes. And then, like we mentioned, Awar. And then, you know, we'll see other players who can handle playing the high line out of the center backs. I thought Mancini did well, but Llorente was on and off. Llorente struggled. Yeah, so I thought Mancini yeah, he, was... he was against Simi. Yeah, he was, and he struggled. But I thought Mancini was brilliant in a four-back. I thought he did super well. Mm. I thought Christensen just did his job. I'm trying to go player by player, of like what we saw the good and the bad yesterday. I know people even gave praise to per- Patricio for some of the saves he makes, Scott, but I showed you that video. I'll be quite honest. Maybe I, I look With the at wonderful too... music. Yeah. With Cody uh, Rhodes' theme tune in the background. Y- yeah. But when you actually see him yesterday, he made some good save. He made some good saves, but he spilled two balls, which the defender had to come back to recover, which to me, those are easily should be in your hands. And then a lot of the crosses, he didn't come out at all. So I looked at him a little different. I thought he had an average game. If he didn't make those saves, then it would have been a poor game. But he never came out for a cross, never commanded his box, and he spilled two or maybe three of easy shots that the defender had to come in and full stretch, just boot the ball away. So, you know, stuff like that, the Rossi's, I don't don't know. I think he gave confidence to Patricio, but some of that's like, concerning and of course at the end not holding the ball you know for more time with the leads someone like Zaleski I don't I don't know what more I, I don't know what to say that was it was yeah, poor. That, that was poor I was gonna tweet out who had more of a better um a better game Renato Sanchez at Bologna or Nicolas Zaleski last night oh it was it was probably even because Zaleski that that one clip or that and that one action of play where he brought the ball to the corner and just got brushed off I was like, oh my god, that's that's pretty that's pretty brutal. I I don't find many of the offensive players besides Pellegrini played well. Even DiBala, he struggled. He struggled. Lukaku again, just I don't think he got the ball enough. Um, I don't. They didn't think play to was, his strengths. Right, exactly. I don't think it was his best game either because him, it's a, he's very peculiar striker. Like if you play in a certain way that works for him, he's gonna work. But if you don't, I don't know if he's able to adapt. So. A lot of players didn't play well, but ultimately, 
not every game does every you know good team play well but the matter the the you know the point of the matter is and the most important thing we got out of there with the three points and the Rossi knows um what things what mistakes he made that he owned up to and what they need to do to get better should we before we we finish on on the game and we talk about transfers and the rumors of a couple of players leaving should we talk about a Portuguese goalkeeper? Which, if anyone does listen to Roman Press, which they do, they probably will. Um, Mr. Solano calls Rui Patricio Pui Reticio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Scott, I, I, I don't know. I just, uh, like I mentioned, I don't think uh, Pui Reticio gives us much <laughs> confidence uh, in goal. I, I really don't. So I... I don't know about making the switch to Sviar. I don't know if that's in De Rossi's plans. It doesn't seem to be. But for myself, yesterday's game, he did he like, you know, there's that meme that again, there's another meme that goes around that he's basically like a chair, just doesn't move. And that's what I, I feel when he's in Nets. Like I get nervous every time something goes towards him. So I, I'm certainly not confident in him. I don't know what De Rossi thinks of it, but we'll, We'll see what they what they do with the with the games coming up. Yeah, um, I was watching on TNT Sports over here in the UK, um, and one the co commentator was saying he will be astonished that Rui Patricio will be Roma's goalkeeper next season. It because he's in the final. What were we thirtieth of January? He's in the final five to six months of his contract, and I cannot see it being renewed. So I can see Roma either going for a new keeper next season or just giving it to Svila. And it wouldn't surprise me if Svila is starting in the next couple of weeks because Patricio's performances have been quite poor. Remember the stat that I tweeted out at the beginning of the season where he conceded, was it four or five goals from about six or seven Shots on target. Yeah, and he... In the first uh, three games, two, three games of the season. Yeah, and he was part of the big reason. I mean, not the only one, but he was the big reason why we lost and drew and drew those first two games against Verona and Salernitana. Salernitana. So it's it's obviously something might have to... Might might have to change. We don't, we don't know with the Rossi, but something might have to change. If the Rossi wants to get this team going forward. I mean, he's got to make some bold decision for what works. If people are not working in certain places, they got to get less minutes and, you know, it will kind of tie in um, to the transfer talking, but you know what, Scott, at least I will say with the Rossi, with the team, it's the first time they've done this since October. We're January, end of January. We're basically almost February since October. They have not won two league games in a row. We date back to October where they won versus Monza 1-0 and Cagliari before that 4-1. This is the first mm-hmm. time we won two consecutive games. And we actually have a chance to win three, which I do not think we did all season. No. Um, so I've just found the start. Uh, this was during the Verona-Roma game in August. Rui Patricio just conceded three goals this season from just four shots on target. That was as the first one went in. Awful. <laughs> Just awful. 
I mean, I'm I've loved everything he's done. Patricio at Roma, I think. I, I'm not sure the amount of money was a good investment, really. Because eleven eleven million euros. Eleven million. That first season, he was worth every yeah every single penny of it, one hundred percent. Then after that, it's just it was a massive drop off. So, I mean, for a big team, maybe it was a good investment, but for us, uh, I'm not quite sure it was the best investment. But again, we'll see in the summer um, once they look for a new goalkeeper. I'm hoping, I still hope for Di Gregorio. I know people say Falcone because he's Roma, but I, I just see more in Di Gregorio. But any solid keeper for me would, you know, I would just, it would just make me happy and someone that's not in the, in their 30s, which I think Roma are going to try to go younger anyway. So let's hope to see what we uh, look forward to in the summer. Yeah, completely agree. There's probably more to come out with this but as i said earlier it wouldn't surprise me if Svilar is starting either next monday or oh, jesus christ we've got another monday game or another monday yeah if he plays inter or feyenoord um but yeah if he starts though scott I, I would think they would start him next week home game against the bottom side i would i wouldn't think they throw him into the fire against inter or uh feyenoord yeah that's true um should we talk about transfers? Because I'm getting giddy with excitement if Roma pull one off in the next couple of days because this guy is a gem. But And I'm getting giddy, Scott, and happy. Remember, we had a, a pod with you. It was you and um, and who was it? Sam. You know who I'm getting giddy of, a transfer going out, which I said I don't know if him nor nor Abraham would last a full season. He said, no, nah, they wouldn't get rid of two strikers, which Abraham got hurt, but one of them didn't even last a full year. He's very close now to leaving. Yeah, so that person could be going on his way to Fiorentina. But the downside in that is it leaves Roma a bit shorted, short, ugh, a shortage in central strikers. You're right. I I was thinking that, and for those, I mean, I'm sure everyone that listens knows what we're talking about. So Andrea Bellotti, El Gallo, El um, Gallo. Uh, every single major outlet has reported that they've talked this morning, and it's it's pretty close to a deal. Not done, but it's close. That we're speaking of Sky Sport, and obviously the most credible in Rome is uh, Filippo Biafra of Il Tempo. He when he mentioned it, it's 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 like so we know for sure it's happening. At least something is happening. Whether it goes through, we don't know, but it seems close. But you're right, Scott. It does leave us shorthanded, but I, I don't think De Rossi um, has any faith in him. He didn't even bring him on to replace Lukaku. I mean, it would have been a perfect time to replace Lukaku and have somebody just try to run out the game and defend. He didn't even bring him on. So I, I think it's a telling sign that something is happening and maybe they don't want him to get injured or he doesn't have any faith in him. I think he has more faith in Asmoon, which... I'm hoping we see soon. I don't know when the Asian Cup uh, finishes. I think but... it's in the next two weeks because Saudi Arabia got knocked out on penalties today. And I nearly said Gianluca Mancini there, but Mancini, the boss, walked off after whoever Saudi Arabia were playing scored their last penalty. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so it's within the next couple of weeks. So I, I'm pretty sure they can probably manage against Cagliari. Um and maybe they have an earlier return for Abraham. They don't know. So uh, if Abraham is able to come back, I know people are saying March, 
But if he's able to come back, you know, we're, we're talking end of February, March, it just makes it, I think, I, I think for Bellotti's case as well, it, it makes it just easier to decide to to leave a little earlier. Um, let's hope Lukaku can just handle the fort until Asmund is back. And uh, But maybe also, Scott, it might lead them short there, but the Rossi's uh, request, his last request, where so he requested a left back, which we desperately needed. Got one. Got one, and he requested a winger to help substitute Dybala because right now we do not have one. We have mm-hmm. Zaleski for Al-Sharari, even though it's not the greatest, but um, when Dybala came off yesterday, they brought on Anwar, and he's really not a Dybala replacement. They want a winger that plays on the right side, and, well, this is where you're going to mention there's uh, rumors of well, about a, a specific young Italian, so I'll, I'll let you take that one away. Uh <sighs> I've been wanting someone to buy him for about 18 months because I think he is the future of the Italian national team. Uh, I, I saw him a couple of years ago when he played, when he, we still at Empoli. There is a few gems at Empoli. And if, like I said, if you play a simulated football manager game, this guy is a gem. And I got him for Roma. Uh, Tommaso Baldanzi. It just, if the right, if the stars align and they can get him on a loan deal, which I think is re- being talked about, this will be the best parting gift from Thiago Pinto. Absolutely, it would. Um, he's a great talent, had that wonderful goal against Juve. Yeah. Any deal with him, though, will start on a loan, but it, there it has to be an obligation purchase. They're, they won't just have him on loan and then send him back. So maybe we get a favorable deal in terms of... Um, in terms of payment wise, where they can only play like the, the whole Locatelli deal to Juve, where they pay him two, two <laughs> free, years after free two late two year loan. Yeah. Free two year loan. So maybe there's something from there. Maybe was Scott, it, was it a cappuccino, uh, two paninis, uh, and a biscotti <laughs> pretty much for two years. And then you can actually pay us cash. <laughs> was it like um, 40, 40 million euros at the end of those two years. Yeah, it was 35 to 40, probably with bonuses. So, yeah. Um, so maybe we get something that way. But this is the type of deal which Roma sh- should be making, like take mm-hmm. uh, opportunities of this, really. that That's what they need to do. N- not as much as we need the older players or broken players, like we, we've talked a lot about in the past. So this would be a wonderful deal. I think Roma will try for it. Reason being is... You mentioned about Brolotti being um, uh, would make a short in the attack. I think he's necessary because he makes quite a bit of money. I think it's necessary for him to come out budget-wise to get Baldanzi in. Mm-hmm. And also, I was going to mention, uh, I don't know if you saw about Kumbula. Uh, yeah, Sassuolo, dry loan. Yeah, and I now... Think it's good. Stay- I think it's good for him because he needs games. Yeah, yes. that really serious bad knee injury... AC Milan game in April last year. Um, and it just needs minutes. And hopefully, I know Sassuolo are not doing great at the moment. It'd be good to get some minutes in him and hopefully come back in the summer. But who knows what, what will happen with his future at the club. Exactly. And with him, we only needed one person to come out to register um, Angeli, Angelino, Angelino, uh, to the team. <laughs> You're even struggling to say it. Yeah, I am. I That's am. my I job. Say, I will have to say it uh, uh, multiple times. 
Um, so we only needed one guy. I don't know how this affects the UEFA list. I think having Balotti off will be able to get you Asmoon and or Christensen on the list. Mm. Um, but having Kumbula out of there allows you to get our new signing to be registered properly, which I know he already is, but there's all this whole thing about where one has to come out, one goes in. But I don't know if that's necessary for Balotti. So I think a telling sign of Baldanzi or another winger, if Baldanzi is not available, Roma might try to get by getting rid of Balotti. And I think they're taking the gamble to have Lukaku handle the workload until Asmoon comes back to get the winger that De Rossi uh, wants and desires. So it seems those two are coming out. There's There are rumors about Celic, but and nothing concrete. But the, the, the Sassuolo and Kumbula one, Scott, I know there was one earlier saying they like him, but now they're actually saying it's very close. Um, Di Marzio said it literally about 10 minutes but 10 minutes ago mm. as we're, we're talking. And um, he's saying that it could even happen as early as tomorrow. So it seems like both of them will be coming out. And let's see if we can get that winger that the Rossi wants to come in before the, the transfer window closes. Does it close tomorrow evening? Uh, I think it's on the 1st, if I'm Ooh, not mistaken. Ah, so, uh, yeah. So we get a Thursday, the 1st of February. I can't believe we're almost in February already. Um, but no. Um, what are your thoughts on the new left-back signing, Angelino? Or Angelino, Angelino, uh, the Spanish... Uh, Angelino. Angelino. Uh, oh, God. Uh, might have to go on Transfer Marked and click on the icon and see how he pronounces his name. You can do that, by the way. Um What's your thoughts? I think it's a very astute signing. Um, I think I saw the fee was six million euros at the end of the season, which is quite quite favourable. I think he fell out of favour at Leipzig, and he spent last season on loan at Hoffenheim and the first half of this season at Galatasaray. Um, he played at PSV, Manchester City. I think it's a good pedigree signing and gives us a bit of dyn- diamondism. And actually a left-footed player playing at left-back. Yeah, it is. Uh, before I get into it, Scott, I, I do apologize. It is It is uh, tomorrow, the the actual deadline. So late late tomorrow, probably is around... Is it like half past 10? Or, yeah, I remember yeah. in the summer it was like half seven. So I'm... Uh, no. it's, it's, uh, it's, I, think it's, I think it's eight or half past 10 your time. So for them, it's an hour later. So if for my time, it's always like three in the afternoon, which would be nine o'clock their time. So it's around eight, nine o'clock, most likely. Um, Italian time, local time. Jeez. Sorry, I'm just looking at the Luton Brighton score. That's it's 2-0 Luton, right? Yeah, it's just yeah. caught me off guard. <laughs> yeah, same, same with me. I was actually going to check the actual closing because I wasn't too confident when I said February 1st. I thought it was, but... It ultimately isn't. Yeah, so it says it closes um, and it closes January 31st. I just, the timing is what I don't know, but usually it's, it can't be any later than 10 o'clock, let's say, local, but it's probably even earlier. So Roma have today and tomorrow to maybe close for that, that uh, winger in uh, where I've always heard like it's such a mess. Scott in Milan, there's that one. Hotel that hotel, all the agents yeah. go to. Yeah, that all the agents yeah. go to. And uh, Andy says it best. Shout out to Andy for this. Uh, sorry for for taking this. He says when you go in that place, it just like 
It just smells of all kinds of agents just in your ear with all their cologne talking about their player to try to get commissions and money. And they just say it's hell. It's complete hell those those days in in the hotel in Milano. So, uh, but back to Angelino. Um, he's played for many, many teams. Uh, he's gone from Red Bulls to City. He's done Hoffenheim, where he actually had a brilliant season. He's done Leipzig, where he fell out of favor. And I'm a PSV, like you mentioned, Galatasaray. Thing is with Galatasaray, he played every Champions League game. So I don't know what to make of it. Some some of their fans said he was decent, and some said he kind of he kind of wasn't great and has no no feet. It's hard to tell. I, I've seen games where he's played super well. I'm not saying Galatasaray, but I've seen games where he's played super well. So maybe he just needs to rediscover himself. All I know is he has had, I think it was last season, he had, I think it was 10 or 11 assists with Hoffenheim. Um, I can't comment too much about this season, but last season I know he had a bunch of assists for Hoffenheim. He had more assists than all of our wingbacks combined under Jose Mourinho's tenure. So even if he's 70% of what he used to be, 60, I'm probably sure it's, uh, at least offensively, will be better than what we've had because what we had has been atrocious. So I think you're right. It's a pedigree and it's a good signing, has a ton of experience. Like I said, he played, he started in every single one of their Champions League games. And I don't think Galatasaray had a bad campaign at all. I actually thought they Big were in a very... United. Yeah, exactly. It's I thought hard. they were in a tough group. Yeah, true. I, I know Man United is struggling, Scott, but even, even for Man United, that's still a tough team to face if you're a team like Galatasaray, even a team like Roma, no matter if they're struggling or not. So you had to face Man United twice, which you you beat and you drew, and he started those games. I know they probably lost both to Bayern, but I think they gave some problems to Bayern, and then it was Copenhagen who was having one hell of a tournament. And they still tried to keep up. They were at least offensively, they were they were doing well. I can't comment as much of him, but they were in games. They weren't battered, they weren't killed. So I don't know if he can be as poor as what people say it is. And for Galatasaray, maybe they didn't want to spend the money because they wanted to go in another direction. If he played one more appearance for Galatasaray, if he made one more appearance, they would have had to buy him, which is why oh, okay. Yeah, which sense. Is, which is why they, they were they're more likely to not want to renew him. Maybe they had somebody coming up. I, I don't know their, their club and how they work, but I, I'm at ease with that, knowing that you know they're not to- terminating a loan early because, uh, let's say, Sanchez, where it's that poor. They they want to terminate because they're maybe they're not sure they want to spend the money. But, I mean, like I said, they had a decent Champions League campaign, and um, he started in every game, so I, I can't see that as being a negative. Uh, and again, it might be just a backup. If Spinazzolo plays like he plays against Verona and he's healthy, at least Angelino will provide good coverage. So I know that much. Um, other than that, I can say maybe he reminds me someone like Lucas Digne with his crosses and the way he plays going forward. So if we have anything close to that, I, I think it's a success for Roma considering what we had at fullback. So I'm pretty happy with the signing and what he's done in at least his history. And hopefully the Rossi can find, you know, can find, can have him rediscover himself. And if he does, well, it's a win for Roma and 
we can even have a new left back next year because like you said it's it's i think it's five to six million to to buy him so that's not that much and he's only 27 so this is his prime years if he can show anything well at least we can have a new left back going into next summer which we mentioned before there might be a revolution there's so many people out of contracts or getting rid of at least 40 to 50 million dollars just in wages mm. and amortization so um we'll we'll see but i'm pretty happy and pretty positive about the signing same here uh he got 12 assists last season for hoffenheim uh, more than any, yeah more than any any fullback in Mourinho's tenure scott and we had like six of them so <sighs> Yeah, uh, he had a swap deal with David David Rahm, who went the other way to uh, RB Leipzig. Um, I think it's a good signing. I'm really, really impressed what Roma have done. So on potential outs is Belotti to Fiorentina. There was the rumour of Zeki Celic, which you mentioned earlier. Was that a permanent move? Uh, yeah, the rumours were uh, him permanently going to Turkey, and it's been back and forth. I mean, I don't think it's anything concrete. He might not have wanted to go back to Turkey and look for other opportunities in Europe. Uh, he may go, he may not. I, I don't know, but he seems to be really down the pecking order. He seems yeah. to be the third choice. Third right choice back. right back, yeah. That, yeah, that does so. make sense. Because you're just filling a, a pl- you're plugging a hole with Christensen who plays at left back. Who actually did okay yesterday. He just did a solid job on what he needed to do. Excuse me. And then there's Kumbula who is um who's going to Sassuolo. I think if get to see them go out. And then if, if Baldanzi happens, oh, I'd be absolutely delighted. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, because there's one more day left in the transfer window. Scott, can I put a theory out there before we finish? Do you yeah. think this this market is not only done by Pinto, but maybe somebody who's coming in as of February? This is like a like a sort of like a like a theory. Do you oh. do you see anything in that in that sense? You know, signing um, someone like Bondanzi is for the future. Do you do you think maybe they already might have their director in place? It's just some. I, I always think of these wild theories and scenarios once in a while do you think they have like their current not their current but like the director coming up maybe they already have somebody in place and they've been talking of of how to plan for the summer and these are opportunities they're trying to take early could you ever see that happening it's someone to think about never know i did right the name did need the hate english scott it's been a long day um is it paul mitchell the yeah, I've heard about Mitchell, Nepe, Vivel. I've heard of a bunch of them um, so far rumored. So far, I, I've liked uh, Mitchell has done good work. I've liked Nep- Nepe is the one who discovered Musiala, who did a lot of good things at Bayern. Uh, he's the one who brought over Davies as well. Um, so he he was a very interesting name, but it just, it just I don't know, I, I just the theory I had with all their um, all those names being listed. Maybe they chose someone and they kept it private. And he's kind of—I'm not going to say he's working the market itself, but maybe he's looking at potential players to help them set up for not only the rest of this season, but maybe next but season. For next too. season, that makes sense. That makes so, sense. It I wouldn't... thought of it, but I, I don't think it's true. But it was just a theory to think about. It wouldn't surprise me if uh, when they get the new guy in. He gets on the phone and starts looking at the market for next season and start making deals for June already. For sure, they and they need to, Scott. This is the 
this is the best way to keep out to to beat out the competition. Really, it's it's the best way because if you don't do this, Leonardo is a perfect example in the summer when you wait a little too long, it's over for a club like Roma. It's over. You can't mm-hmm. wait too long. Um, I give you a perfect example. I don't think it's going to happen, but there's been a real concrete rumor about Goodmanson, uh, Fiorentina wanting to try to get him at all costs. 20 million uh, euros for that. the for the winter, but Genoa are asking for 30, which I don't know if they'll do or not. But the thing is, Fiorentina are smart. They're trying to beat out all the competition in the summer. If they can mm. do this now, they'll have a really good player. He's like a player, Scott, I want for Roma next year. Because if Roma continue in this, it might not be with the Rossi, but if Roma continue with a 4-3-2-1 or a 4-3-3, to me, you bring, yeah, you can't have only El Sharari. Goodmanson would be an absolute gem to have or someone like your uh, Loriente, but I prefer Goodmanson at this point. But again, I don't think Roma can really budget anything for that now. But just to say, this is where opportunities work. Like you need to do this early, which Roma for Baldanzi and Fiorentina for Goodmanson are trying to do to beat out the competition who would come after these guys in the summer. So it's smart to get these deals done early for players who you you would think would give you success for your club. So hopefully, at least in Roma's case, works out for Baldanzi and it'll help the new director of what to look at to plan for the summer. Well, you mentioned the club, Genoa. Well, they've just signed Vitinha from Marseille. So I think they're, they're going to be doing okay for the latter part of the season. They're making some smart moves and just put Malinowski for seven million euros. I thought Goodmanson was twenty, not thirty. I may have read an, another uh, transfer rumor mill. I was going to say guy, but is it Nicola Nicola Shearer, Shahira, however you say it on on social uh, on socials? He's quite good with transfers, and I think he said twenty million euros for Goodmanson. Yeah, he uh, he said that's what they tried, but uh, they came back uh, and mentioned Di, Di Marzio. I find is uh, is a little more credible with Sky Sport, and they mentioned uh, Genoa want thirty plus bonuses. So that's where I don't know if it'll get done. So they're asking for a lot, especially for January. So I don't know if he will leave. If he does, which I don't want him to, because Fiorentina is a direct competition. I Fiorentina's might might cause problems because their their biggest problem is scoring. Their um, Roma's first half remind me a little about Fiorentina. A lot of possession, but a lot of nothing else. Uh, but Fiorentina, if they get the right guys and they can start putting goals, they'll they'll be dangerous. They they really will be. So um, it'll be tough. It'll be tough to see what will happen in the last whatever we have like day and a half uh, on the market left. So. Who knows? But uh, hopefully, hopefully, slow Scotty doesn't go there because that will make fourth place even just a little harder for for Roma to achieve. It does. It does. Um, oh God! Is that Ostergaard? That yeah, I, I heard that rumor too because they need to replace um, uh, what's his name, Dragusin went to Tottenham, right? So I don't know if they they've replaced him at all. Uh, no, it's a different Ostergaard is going to Bologna. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought it was the Ostergaard of, okay, of that, but, oh, wow. No, I, I didn't see that one. Barak to Cagliari. So we're just going. Yeah, just I going. heard that as well. He's open to going to Cagliari for. Um... I'll try seeing him next week. Yeah, uh, of course for us, right? 
We missed seeing Jerome Boateng, though. Oh, yes. I saw that. Um, Lovato played yesterday, and he's about to sign for Torino. Yeah. That didn't make sense. Him him and um, their other, I don't know if it was centre-back or right-back, played oh, the last game. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's going to Red Bull Salzburg. Yes. Yeah, they're they're playing their last game for Southern Italian. They played against Roma yesterday, and now they're being transferred. Is it Bradenich? Uh, yes, yes it is. He's actually not a bad footballer. We are going for his transfer windows. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. Brad, Braderich, Braderich. Uh, yeah, he's Croatian. Uh, played 22 games this season. He played the full 90 minute and he's going potentially going to Red Bull Salzburg. Just yeah, they, they said essentially it would be his last game. So there's uh, there's him. And Scott, the one, since we're going through the market, the team I do not understand. I don't know if they're financially just... They're just ha- they're just in bad debt and they need the the money. I don't understand what's going on with Hellas Verona. They're selling everybody. Yeah, they're selling everyone. Like they, they don't getting... even have a team left. They're basically they... saying, "Okay, we're just going to get relegated." Yeah. Do you think they're just saying, "Okay, we're just going to get ready for Serie B next season"? But they still have a a chance to stay up. This is what I don't understand, and they're literally selling everybody. They have a chance yeah. to stay up. They're 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 16th right now. There's there's still two teams. Um, there's two teams below them. Cal- Cagliari. Well, there's obviously Empoli and Salernitana, but below Verona, there's Udinese, which are actually tied on points. There's um, sorry, Udinese, Cagliari, and Verona are all tied on points, and Sassuolo is only a point uh, above them. So it's not as if they're you know they're going to get relegated for sure. So that's. That's what I don't. I don't understand with uh, with Verona. I I really don't get it. Again, unless it's purely for financial reasons, I don't understand selling all your best players, Ferroni and Gonj. They even sell Juric to um, who do you go to? Monza. I think Juric went to Monza. Really, um, I must have missed that one. I, to be honest, I switch off social media and just that in the last couple of days. Yeah, it's been kind of hectic. So they're they're just selling everybody off, Scott. So I don't. know. I don't know what their 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 plan is or what they're gonna do, but we'll we'll see. It's gonna be a definitely a hectic day and a half. It's been it's been one of the more active ones for a lot of teams I've noticed recently, and especially Roma with uh, with what they got in Hoisin uh, Angelino and this whole thing with uh, Baldanzi. I will say this before we finish: I did see Bonaventura is wanted by Juventus, and I will just leave that there. Apparently, uh, the uh, it was rejected. Argentina yeah. uh, don't want to sell him. They were they were after an experienced midfielder, so they wanted Bonaventura or Pereira. And I don't think they're going to get either. No, I don't think they get either. And uh, yeah, I was going to say another Udinese player who looks like he's on his way out, but I don't know what's going to happen. It's a crazy, crazy last day tomorrow. So if you follow. All the transfer rumours on social media. It's going to be a fun, fun, fun day. Sky Sports News over in the UK makes a massive meal out of it. And they used to make all the presenters wear yellow. So, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Oh, well. <laughs> I wish we had that coverage here, Scott. I really wish we do. It gets it, it makes my day go by quicker when I work. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have anything else to add? No, no, That that's all. Just uh, hope, hopefully Roma continue 
um, against these bottom feeder teams that they have coming up and keep getting the wins. Don't say anything bad about Inter Milan. They're, they're tight. Oh, no. <laughs> obviously, no, no, no. I'm obviously matching more at Cagliari and uh, Frosinone, who have been on a bad run. So hopefully we can catch them on some bad form um, and take advantage. But Inter, yeah, that's... I don't know. I'm actually curious. I know Cagliari's next call, but I'm curious to see how De Rossi will try to line up against Inter. Well, if he'll try to actually possess the ball or will he actually just try to defend and, you know, squeak some shit sort house. of bowl? Yeah, shit house. We'll, we'll see how he approach a big game when it comes to it. But no, just have Roma continue on this form and hopefully keep creeping up to, uh, to the fourth, uh, to fourth place. Yeah. We'll wait and see. Uh, We'll probably be back next week because Roma will be playing next Monday again. Do we have another Monday game later in the season? I think we have Torino on Monday. Yes, we do. Yes, we yeah. do. At half past five. Yeah, even next week, I think it's the same uh, Same. No, time. it's eight o'clock. It's eight o'clock. It's oh, it's eight o'clock next week. Okay. Yeah. Okay, then it's just the Torino one. Yeah, for the for that Torino game, we may have to record after the game because on the next day, I'm going to the rescheduled Swindon game that got called off the, a couple of weeks ago. So when the time comes to that, we'll arrange. But no. Uh, guys, you can follow us at lamagicast.com and find all of our previous episodes on there and you can find us on all podcast platforms, so your Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, etc., etc. Joey, happy Tuesday and thank you for joining me. Happy Tuesday, Scott, and uh, yeah, uh, thanks for having us, uh, having me again. And uh, it's good, it's good to talk about another victory for Roma. Two in a row, a, a first away win in a long time in over a month. But no, Forza Roma. We'll be back next week. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll speak soon. Ciao. Ciao.